Greetings, welcome to episode 37 of Magic Talk with me, Magic Man London. How is everyone? How's your week been? Uh, is everyone else kind of really happy that we now have a way out of lockdown? Yes, it's about a hundred and something days away, but as long as we behave ourselves, follow the rules, get vaccinated, uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel. The tunnel is a bit long, but you know what? It's shorter than it was a while ago. So uh, let's get on with episode 37. Lots to talk about and uh, some exciting news. Here comes episode 37 of Magic Talks. Welcome to Magic Talks, hosted by Magic Man London. Magic Talks, Magic Man London. So let's start off with some really good news. I ordered a MacBook the other day, MacBook Air, so that is coming in a week or two, and then I can start having guests on my show. Uh, I can oh, I can just do so much. Uh, I last had a laptop or computer about seven years ago, I think, which is far too long. Uh, and I've been speaking to friends of mine who are photographers and videographers and stuff like that, uh, deciding the best laptop for me. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and I've joined a mentorship program with a group I belong to, and I will tell you about that right now. But first, I'm, I'm going to change it up a tiny bit. Do you remember a while ago, I ran through the 13 uh, things I go through when I'm having a problem with a magic trick. It's like there's something not quite right. There are 13 steps. That's the word I was looking for. 13 steps I go through to find out where the problems are. And I ran through all of them in quite a lot of detail. So I thought, as that's been a few months ago now, uh, I'm going to go through them again. However, don't turn off. There's a reason for this. I'm going to give you the heading of it and then what I've done and what I've learned about it. So here comes number one. So number one was uh, practice, rehearse, perform. So from a magic point of view, if I'm learning a new trick, for example, I'm learning the linking rings at the moment, I practice the moves that I need to do to make it look as good as it can be. It's like, right, this is how it works. And once I understand that, I then rehearse it. Now, when I rehearse it, I'm running through the script in my, not in my head, but I'm like saying it out loud, like I'm performing it. Uh, and then finally I go out and road test it, which is kind of the performance. And someone said, that's great for magicians, but what does that mean in the real world? Well, here we go. I will take photography as an example of this because I've Taken, I took up photography a while ago and I've got better and better at it. However, if you're new to photography, here's what I suggest you do. This is the practice part. Go out or find a camera or at the moment, just use a smartphone. The cameras on the smartphones are amazing. Um, so start it on automatic. Go around, have a look at objects, like when you're out and about or objects you have lying around the house. Take photos with it, learn about different angles and then start going into settings. It's like what happens if I change the white balance on it, what happens if I change the exposure, the shutter speed and everything like that. And when you do it on a smartphone at the moment, it shows you in real time what it would look like on the screen. So this is a major advantage over like a digital camera where you have to really know what you're doing. So get your phone out, try taking photos on it. Most of them have pro modes or something like that where you can give it a go. Uh, and then get out and actually take the photos. And once you learn all the settings and what they do, you'll find out your photos get better. Now here's the top tip. Uh, if When you first take your photos, save them all. Um, and then you get into the editing and stuff like that. I don't think you should edit a photo that much once it's been taken. It's about knowing all the settings, working through it. Uh, what works, what doesn't. Uh, your white balance, for example. Uh, if you're taking nighttime shots, you probably want to put it on a tripod. 
um, because nighttime the shutter is open for longer, therefore more light coming in. Uh, and if you move your phone or camera during that time, you'll get like that blurry effect. Whack it on a tripod. But again, it's a learning curve. So that's practice, rehearse and perform. Number two was learn the rules and then break them. Um, I'm not saying break the law. For the love of God, don't break the law and go, magic man told me to. <laughs> when it comes to magic, what kind of laws are we learning? What, what kind of rules are we breaking and learning? Well, you've got misdirection, you've got um, performance, you've got everything that makes up a magic trick or a magic performance. Once you've got one of those and timings and everything, you know the rules, well then it's time to break them. For example, I do a trick called Card Under Box, uh, which is one of the tricks I'm known for. And I was on a podcast earlier, which is going out, I think at the end of next month. Uh, as soon as I know more information when it's going out, I will let you know. Uh, I'll come on to that a tiny bit later if I remember, because I haven't written that one down. But learning the rules. Um, again, going for a camera, you can just keep on automatic and just shoot. And yeah, you'll probably be happy with those photos, but you know you can do better. However, learn all the settings. So learn your aperture, your shutter speeds, your white balance, uh, what equipment you need and everything. And once you learn how to take a really good photo, then start breaking the rules. Uh, for example, your white balance is basic kind of, is going, this is what white is. However, you can mess around. If you get bright orange and go to the camera, this is white, you then get a different colour uh, all over your photos, you can be really artistic with it, but you've got to know the basics first. So this is the big one, and this is the one that I'm going to talk about more in detail because of what's happened recently. Uh, remain the student, seek out new and worthy masters. So whenever I come up with a new trick, uh, there are three people I test it out on, one of them is a magician, Two others are muggles, or like normal people. If you don't know what a muggle is, it's based on like Harry Potter. Um, and it's great from a magician's point of view going, uh, did you see anything that kind of, did I expose anything basically? And then I get the two other people to watch it back and say whether they liked it or not, what they didn't like, what they did like, any problems with it. Because um, if you've got those people that go, oh yeah, it's great. Well, some of the stuff I come up with isn't. It's like, I can't wait until, I think it's beginning of March, when we can start catching up with one person outdoors. That means I can go out, catch up with a friend, um, and road test material on them. Because I haven't really been able to do that, well, for almost a year now. Um, but the reason I get on to remain the student is there's a LinkedIn group I belong to full of event people, um, from people who organise events to the AV people, you name it, they're probably in there. And I've been part of this group for, I think it's just over a year now, or just under a year anyway. Um, and they started a mentorship program and I've been partnering with a chap called Martin who's been working in events for a lot longer than I have. And if you look at his LinkedIn, uh, he does video editing, video production. He's, he's just got like a plethora of knowledge. Um, so rather than being trained in like one or two things, he's kind of spread himself all over the place and kind of knows a lot about each subject. So, what's that got to do with me? I was looking through and he went, right, what sort of thing do you want to be mentored on? I said, look, I love video, I love photography. It's like, if you look at my Instagram, Magic Man London, by the way, uh, I set myself a challenge a while ago of releasing a magic trick every day for 30 days. Uh, I really liked it, got good reactions from it. However, um, it felt like it was filmed at home, not like you don't get the same feeling as if you're out recording it. Um, and he was telling me how you can record on multiple devices at the same time and the sound to be good. 
and uh, I thought I'd run a few of them past you just because I always think it's nice to pass information on. I haven't done it yet, um, but this is what you need. So he said, look at all the devices you've got. And because I've just ordered a new MacBook, um, I've never had one before, I'm looking forward to that arriving. Uh, it then means I can edit them together and everything. Uh, so looking at the devices I've got, I've got the iPad, my phone, my MacBook, and my digital SLR. Uh, that is four devices I can use for filming. Uh, and he goes, the number one thing, and this is the most important thing when you're recording on multiple devices, is make sure the frame rate is the same. Um, which then made me go into settings on my like, digital camera, on my phone, on my iPad and everything, and going, oh, okay, look, you can run them all at 30 frames a second. Why is that important? When it comes to syncing the sound, because I'd probably record it on an external device and sync the sound. When it comes to editing like the different angles and everything together, if it's done on different frame rates and you start cutting, the sound won't match up and it's the most annoying thing. Um, so really looking forward to that. And then I'll revisit all the tricks or most of the tricks uh, I filmed for the challenge, but from multiple angles. So one of them, like the cups and balls, I had a few people like, either calling me or messaging going, we think the ball might be behind the cup, but the way you lift up makes it look like it's underneath. And it's like, perfect, but there was no way to to prove that. Now I can get multiple angles in, I can have a forward facing camera for the main performance. And then just before I pick the cup up, I can use a side shot so you can see behind the cup to make sure it's not there. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and it's a learning curve. So yes, I've done video editing and stuff before, but I have to add this in. When I say video editing, I never edit uh, a trick. I never cut bits out. What you see me do on camera is exactly what it looks like in the real world. I can't stand it when someone goes, uh, oh, look at this, and there's like multiple reaction shots, and but you don't see the whole trick. It's like, you want to see the whole trick in its entirety. I know that, that's my view anyway. And it got me thinking a tiny bit more about like what goes into magic. And I was talking to somebody this morning uh, on their podcast. I said, look, there's a major difference between a magic trick and a magic effect. And I talked about it in previous episodes. Uh, I said, it all comes down to this. We have to make people care about it. For those of you that have seen this stick trick, uh, it's a white stick that I draw crosses on. Nobody should really care about it. But I kind of draw you into it and kind of make it, I make the impossible possible. Um, and when I do card under box or you take a card and it appears in a wallet or something, I've got to make you care about that moment. If you don't care about that moment, I think you've kind of lost the magic, personally. But uh, I'm now working on Zoom shows, which I was against. But I thought, you know what? Let's try it. Let's push myself outside my comfort zone, which I think we'd need to do more often. What's the worst that can happen? Well, I'm not a brain surgeon or a surgeon. I, I won't kill anyone. I might just have a bad show. Uh, but I think we learn from our mistakes. Um, and, and that's another thing I want to do. Uh, if you make a mistake, learn from it. Don't go, oh, I'm never doing that again. Because I think I had that when I did my first Zoom show uh, for a group of people, um, just to try it out. I did it, I wasn't happy with it. And I thought, oh, you know what? Forget it, I'm never doing that again. I didn't enjoy it. And it's like, it's the first one. Remember when we first start driving? Um, that first lesson, or the first few lessons, they are awful we're stalling all the time we're kind of forgetting everything uh changing gear feels like you're basically kind of trying to move the gear knob through oh honey really it just doesn't go and now when you do it it, it flows like butter 
Um, don't focus on mistakes, learn from them. Uh, try things out. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's how I come up with most of my material, especially during lockdown. What happens if I do this? What happens if I do that? Um, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if you don't try, you will never know. And here's another thing I'll break down. Uh, proper use of time. Uh, I think with social media and especially like Clubhouse and everything at the moment, it's far too easy to go, oh, I need to do this, I need to do that. We can spend, if you're not careful, you can spend hours on social media without really gaining any information or kind of feeling better for it. It's kind of that instant fix. Uh, but once it's finished, it's over and you need that like hit again. Um, if you want to go on Instagram, know what you're going on Instagram for. It's like, I want to go and have a look at this, look at it and then leave. If you're going on Clubhouse uh, for a certain room, go on, listen to it, leave. Uh, I was on it just before I recorded the podcast because there was a group of people I wanted to chat to. And it was really good. And I said, look, I've now got to go. Uh, I need to record the podcast. And you have to set yourself a timer. Um, when I sit down at my desk to do work, I either do it in like 15 or 20 minute bursts. I'm a lot more productive rather than me sitting there for three, four hours getting stuff done. And it's just kind of a more productive in short bursts than I am in longer bursts, if that makes any sense. So uh, moving on. Uh, I've skipped a few because a few of them aren't relevant for the real world. Uh, this one's a nice one though. Where are the moments of magic? Decide where to focus your attention. Um, why am I mentioning that if you're not a magician? So for me, the moments of magic are... Um, in the past, I think I've, because I've been doing some of the tricks like thousands upon thousands of times, like this trick, card under box, card to wallet and everything, I was speeding through the moments of magic. So I'd make their card disappear, they'd reach into my jacket, uh, and take out my wallet and everything. And then I'd open up the wallet and take the card out. But I thought, what happens if you slow it down? What happens if you make the card disappear and you wait that second, just a split second? So I look, reach into my jacket. Inside my jacket, you'll find my wallet. Take the wallet out. They reach in and they take the wallet out. And what I've been trying, uh, when I've been walking the dog or anything, I've been trying this, is just waiting that split second for their brain to go... It can't be in there. It can't be. Rather than opening it up and go look inside the wallet, it's a zipper compartment. Well, then you kind of know what's happening. Even if you're not fully aware of it, you kind of go, okay, the card's going to be in there. So what happens if the wallet comes out and I don't do anything for that second? I'm looking for that moment your brain goes, no. That look inside the wallet is a zipper compartment. If I freeze on those moments for enough time that your brain registers it, I reckon it's a lot more powerful than you taking the wallet out and me opening it and taking the card out, personally. Um, I want to know your thoughts on it. Uh, decide where to focus your attention. Um, there is a reason I use blue cards rather than red. Uh, you can put a blue card down on the table or a blue pack down on the table uh, and you won't pay that much attention to it because I don't want you to. Not because I'm trying to hide anything, but it's like, it's not all about the cards. It's about having fun and entertaining. Whereas if I put a red card down on the table or a red pack down on the table, uh, you're drawn to it. Why? Because red is the first colour we ever see. And it's like, look at me. Um, magic isn't about the props. It's about creating that magic moment. So decide where to focus your attention. How does that apply to you in the real world? Well, at the moment, especially social media, you've got so many platforms. Uh, you've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, you name it. And we've now got Clubhouse. You could spend all day on it. Don't forget to kind of our brain needs time to think about itself. Um, I used to post, I went through a phase of posting every day on Instagram. I now post 
every other day, maybe a bit less. Um, and it gives time for people to have a look at that post, digest it, enjoy it before it's like, oh, here's another post. Um, so I'm trying that out and uh, the, the results are quite good. I get lower numbers to start with, but then I'm getting more interaction and comments like a day later or so, uh, depending when I post. Six o'clock in the evening at the moment seems to be the best. This, here's another one, critique. Be your own critic. Seek out advice from trustworthy and knowledgeable peers. Be careful who you are, but be, prepared, but be prepared to listen. Learn and discuss their opinions with respect. Value honest, constructive advice. Yes, that one's a bit longer, but I think it's so true. Um, if you get into magic and kind of you showing everyone your tricks and say, like, oh yeah, they're great. Okay, it's great. It gives you that like little burst. But over time, you, you kind of learn what people want to see and don't want to see. Uh, there was nothing worse than showing someone too many tricks and them going, oh, God, I wish you'd stop. Just in their heads, but you can see that moment. Always leave people wanting more. Um, and I'm going to talk about my Zoom shows. So I did my first Zoom show. I didn't like it. But then I thought, wait, why didn't I like it? Well, it didn't feel right. Right, how can I change that? Um, I went too quickly. Right, how do I slow it down? How do I get more engagement? And I listen to people. Uh, there are magicians out there who've been doing Zoom shows for like six months or so. Uh, they know the teething problems, so I can learn from them. I know what tricks work. Uh, I know what tricks don't work. That's the reason I did my 30-day challenge, finding out what tricks work on camera uh, and what angles have I got to be careful of. Because in the real world, I don't really have to worry about them because I know how to manage people. When someone's looking down the, uh, the camera straight at me, I can't misdirect that, but I, I can use other things in my arsenal. Um, when it comes, to, look, when I first start shooting on two or three different devices, do I expect it to be like A-grade movie quality? No, I just want to make sure that I can film on three devices, sync the sound and make it look okay. But if everyone's waiting for perfection, it will never come, trust me. If you go, oh, I won't do it until it's perfect, you'll never show anyone. Um, be open to people's opinions, but ask the right people. Because um, some people will go, oh, I don't like that. It's like, why not? Don't know, just don't like it. Um, don't listen to them. Listen to the person that goes, I don't like it because, and they give a valid list of reasons. Um, I think so often uh, when asking for advice or criticism, we, we ask the wrong people. Now, if you're asking people for advice and you respect them, take on their advice but you don't always have to agree with it if you really believe in something um then go for it when i first started doing the sit trick everyone was like yeah not sure um and there was a magician a while ago who went how do you know when it's a good trick and somebody replied if you've been doing it for five years and still enjoy it so yeah uh be a critic it's one of the best things you can do moving on it, this is my last point i didn't go through the 13 steps but this is enough find your own path Inspiration is the beginning of the journey. Imitation is natural at the beginning, but you must use this to gain experience and develop your own ideas, materials, and style. So, uh, why are other magicians helping me kind of work on my Zoom show? Because we're all different. And one thing we've learned during this pandemic is help each other out, look after each other, and you'll get rewarded. Maybe not in a monetary sort of way, but it's so much nicer when we all work together. Uh, rather than me putting out a Zoom show that I'm not happy with uh, and that everyone goes, oh no, never watching a Zoom show again and kind of bringing magicians down, let's learn from people's mistakes because 
uh, I can guarantee when magicians first started doing Zoom shows or kind of doing it online, it wasn't as good as it is now. And they've learned from it. There, Some of them are like five, 600 shows in. So they know what works, they know what doesn't. For example, uh, one of the things that got flagged up last time I did it was I was asking somebody to say stop or like name a card or something, but no one knew who to speak. So it's like, right, when, if you're doing it on Zoom, get everyone to mute apart from like two people, and those are the two people you'll use. Um, and then get them to spotlight you, so rather than you just being in the middle of like 30 people, uh, they're all looking at you, and it's so much nicer. So uh, I think that's about it. I'm, just, I'm trying to keep this uh, a tiny bit short. So uh, if there's anything you'd like to hear on future podcasts, please let me know. Um, once the MacBook arrives and I've got used to it, that's another example. I am currently going through YouTube videos on basics of setting up a MacBook Air because uh, I haven't got a clue. I've had an iPad Pro since 2009 that I do all my work on. But it's like, you know what? Let's get, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Let this laptop arrive and then... I've learned a few things already from online, but I've got friends who use Macs all the time. And because from, I think, one day to March, we can meet one person outdoors, I'm going to see if I can catch up with her for a coffee with a MacBook and uh, run through a few ideas. Um, I'm not expecting me to open up and go, oh, look, this is how you do everything. It's a learning curve. Um, getting guests on, I'm going to get that on. I'm going to say bye. I'm holding to this, by the way. By the end of March, I want to have a guest on my podcast, and I think I know who I want the first one or two to be. Um, but again, that will change the feel of the podcast a tiny bit, because there's more interaction and everything like that. At the moment, I film them, or record them, sorry, on a weekly basis, um, because it's like what I've been up to during the week and stuff like that. Once I start having guests on, I can do two or three a week, get them ready to go, and then I don't need to worry about releasing them, like recording it week in, week out. Uh, when I was doing the trick a day for 30 days, um, some people thought I was literally recording a trick a day. No, I was recording five or six, editing them down, um, putting soundtracks, syncing the sound or whatever like that, improving on them. Was I happy with it? Um, so if I had a day where I didn't know what to post or I didn't have anything to post, I had a backup. Um, yes, I ran out of tricks, but I found a workaround. That's another thing. I found a workaround. Um, and it's so important. It's like, look, we want to get from A to B. If there's a speed bump or something along the way, how do we get round it? Um, so I can't wait to have guests on. I can't wait to have my MacBook and actually do some proper work using multiple cameras, running through different software, learning what that software does. Um, but coming up next is Magic Story of the Week. So here it comes, Magic Story of the Week. Magic Story of the Week. So this week's magic story is something a tiny bit different and it happened to me the other day. This is like a lockdown magic story and it's quite funny. So at the moment, as you know, I am working on old classics like linking rings, cups and balls and stuff like that. Uh, and every time I'm, I practice a trick at home now, I've been doing this pretty much since the beginning of lockdown because I thought, look, I can learn from this. Uh, I record it. So the cups and balls is one of the oldest tricks in magic. It's... Uh, not sure how old it is, but it, it, it's old. I think they were doing it in like the caves or something like that. Uh, but I digress. Uh, I've gone from using three cups and three balls down to two cups and two balls, just because I think it looks a lot nicer and not everyone uses two cups. So there I was practicing it and uh, all of a sudden, 
I kind of thought, hang on a minute, how did I do that? Uh, basically, I put one cup, one cup, one cup on top of each other, snapped my fingers, uh, lifted both cups up, two balls were underneath, uh, and then could show both the cups empty. Um, to kind of rule out a third ball. And I thought, how do I, how did I do that? Because I was just messing around, trying out new ideas, so I thought, I'm not sure, I'll replay the video. So I watched the video back. Now, the angle that I was filming it at, um, unfortunately, but also in a good way, I, I couldn't see what I did. It was just like, that, that, that's like real magic. And for that split second that I fooled myself, well, for a few minutes I fooled myself, and then my brain started going, right, work it backwards, because that's how we work out tricks, we work them backwards. Uh, and all of a sudden I worked out how to do it, and now I can't do it as well as I did the first time. And I think that's because I'm trying to focus too much on it. So I'm not going to practice it again this week. I'm going to come back to it next week um, and just see what happens, record it. And because I now know how to set up multiple cameras, I can have one forward facing, two at the side, maybe one behind. Um, so I'm covered on like a 360 view, which I think will also add another dimension to the magic and I'll see what it exposes and everything, depending on what angle I go with. So this is what happens when you try stuff out and don't follow the rules, but again you have to follow the rules a tiny bit to know how to how it works and then you can start breaking them so that's the magic story of the week nice and short uh look after yourselves stay safe follow the rules that are out there i know they're kind of it's it's so tempting to kind of go oh look we're nearly at the end uh we have come this far don't blow it live events are coming back sooner rather than later um june the 21st is apparently the day where this all kind of hopefully finishes um, but lots is happening before that, like weddings for 15 people, weddings for 30 people, dinner parties and stuff like that are coming sooner than you think. Um, so look after yourselves, stay safe, follow the rules, and I will see you next week for episode 37. Look after yourselves, take care, magic man, out. That was awful sign off, wasn't it? Sorry, I'm not having that. I'll see you next week for episode 37, look after yourselves, take care, bye.